0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
4: And I want to welcome you to today's program of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs. I am the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. And I am here ready to take your questions and your prayer requests as you give me a call. You just heard the number 303-690-3000. And so we have open lines, and you can call in and ask questions about the Bible, ask questions about Christian living, or maybe some current events. How does uh, it affect us as Christians, or how do we respond to those things in culture and society today uh, as Christians? Because it's changing constantly. So give me a call. I'd love to be able to take you to the Word of God. To the Lord to encourage you. Also, taking prayer requests to take you before the throne of God. Even as we were learning in Hebrews chapter four on Sunday, and are studying the book of Hebrews, that He's our merciful and compassionate High Priest, that we can go to the throne of grace in time of need to obtain mercy and grace. Um, And I need mercy and grace. And so uh, I pray that uh, you be wanting to call in and list. Uh, talk about the things of the Lord, and uh, go to his word. I I love what uh, David writes in Psalm 16, that my goodness is nothing apart from you, Lord, and I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. So he's the wonderful counselor. He's the one that loves us and desires to give us truth, because he is truth. And so looking forward to what the Lord has for us today. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners as you're listening live today. It's a beautiful day here in Colorado, all along the Front Range, from Pueblo up into southern Wyoming. And I want to also welcome all of you listening on the Hope FM uh, in the East Coast, in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and New Jersey. And once again, I want to welcome... um, uh everyone uh that is listening in on truth f m in Kentucky Tennessee, and North Carolina give me a call three o three six nine oh three thousand and uh, I'd love to hear from you from truth f m as you're new to the program and you can call that number and be on the air. And uh, for you uh, listening on Hope FM and Truth FM on the East Coast, you are a week delayed, but uh, there's some advantages to that, and that is uh, that you get to uh, be able to listen to uh, your conversation with me next week as it airs a week later. So uh, give me a call. There is a text line for you to be able to... Uh, call, uh, or not call in, but text in a question or prayer request. It's a text line only. No one's going to answer that line. And uh, if it's more convenient or you feel more comfortable, uh, give me a text at 720-336-0897. So let's go to line one. Uh, Justin in Colorado Springs.
3: Hi, Jeff. How are you doing?
4: Good. How are you, Justin?
3: Oh, so much better than I deserve. Um <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's true for all of us, right?
3: Right, grace through faith. Um, yes. I had a question concerning uh, cessationism and continuationism um, as it regards to the miraculous gifts of the Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians 12 through 14. Um, uh huh. And, you know, I've been doing my own personal studies on this for quite some time. I'm a student at uh, Calvary Chapel Bible College. Um, and so i've been I've been kind of unsure um, and and what I've found what I've come to find um, is that in my own studies and in my own opinion, um, it seems to me that that the gifts of the spirit, the miraculous ones, such as tongue healing um, uh, so on and so forth, those things are for today, um, but it just seems to be that they are they're very often um, either abused, done wrongly, because there is an order, um, it seems to me, right. that there is an order, there's a, a right way to practice these things. So they're right. either abused and not done in order, or they... Uh, like, there are the, the counterfeits um, of the demonics. So I was just wondering, you know, yeah. what are your thoughts on, on all that? Um, well, Justin,
4: I i think you've done some good reading and some study on it i i think for me it and and pastoring the church for 20 you know being a pastor 25 years and and uh, being up here in Greeley for almost that length of time uh, there there is a debate in the church whether the the miraculous gifts uh, the sign gifts some of them call them are for today. That is, uh, some that you've already mentioned—tongues, interpretations of tongues, miracles, prophecy, uh, even word of wisdom, word of Uh, knowledge—those gifts that are listed in 1 Corinthians, as well as uh, the gifts of the Spirit are mentioned in Peter's epistle, uh, in Ephesians, in Romans. But here's the thing, Justin, that there's nothing in Scripture that indicates to me that those gifts are no longer for today. uh, there's sometimes the, the miraculous gifts or the sign gifts, and then there's the service gifts. And the service gifts are for today, but not prophecy, not uh, tongues, not interpretation, the sign gifts. Um, I just happen to disagree. I believe in uh, the validity of the gifts today. But I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, Justin, by saying that a lot of people are very skeptical of um, those gifts, particularly when it comes to tongues. That can be a big thing. Number one, because they, they had a bad experience in a church setting. And as you said, there is order. We see that order given to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And, and what Paul ends the chapter, or in the chapter, is he makes this discussion. He says that do all things decently and in order. And that's what Paul is saying. It, it, it's that it's he, he tells us that he'd rather prophesy for understanding than to speak in tongues. And um, so uh, he doesn't forbid it, but there is an order that um, when the interpretation comes, one at a time, two or three at the most. Uh, we also know that oftentimes that I think people have bad experiences with, with particularly tongues is because um, it is, as you said, abused in a way, or it is, um, you know, used in a way that's non-biblical. Sometimes uh, in the, um, you know, congregation, maybe somebody will stand up and say, "Thus saith the Lord, my little children." And for tongues, we know that Paul is very specific in saying that it is man talking to God. That it is used to edify the believers. Matter of fact, uh, where I see, it's the only gift that is. Um, it, that is used actually what i meant to say is that it edifies the individual the other gifts are to edify the believers the body of christ tongues edifies the individual it's man speaking to god the praises the adoration of god we see that example in the book of acts so when somebody you know speaks in tongue and there's an interpretation of my little children you know uh, and they give that interpretation it's not biblical, and it's not according to what the guidelines are given to us in scripture so um but the the other side is this: we should not be afraid of the gifts of the spirit, what God wants to give to us and and the other thing that has happened uh justin is um is there are those who have gone up uh you know told to you know to ask for the gift of tongues and then you know, they're manipulated into it. You need to just start, you know, sp- speaking. You need to start stuttering. You need to start, you know, doing this. And and, and I think that um, that also has, I've talked to many people, have had a bad experience in that. So um, the, there is order, like you said. There is decency in it. And we know that First Corinthians talks about that there is, um, you know, um, the gifts that are given to us as God wills, as as well as I believe Hebrews chapter two says the same thing. So hopefully that helps.
3: Uh, yeah, you know it does help, and it gives me a di- another perspective. Um, you know, obviously though there are disagreements in the church um, about these secondary issues, um, yeah. we can still have unity and and union. Um, and it's sad to say, but yeah, though there are those disagreements, it seems to be the case that it divides. Um, which ought not to be the case, and that's, you know, not my heart uh, in calling. I would just say that no. I also, I, I disagree, um, because, I mean, as far as Scripture goes, um, you mentioned that that you believe that um, they have ceased the miraculous gifts, um, and that, and it, correct me if I'm wrong, that, that their only purpose was to validate uh, the... the um,
4: inspiration
3: of the full canon of Scripture, and at the, the completion of that, there was no longer any purpose for that? Is that your that your belief?
4: No, th- that is absolutely not what I said. I said I believe in the validity of the gifts.
3: Oh, I see. So the, the miraculous gifts are for today?
4: Yeah, I believe that they are. What, what I was explaining, Justin, is there are those who do that, that divide it up, and they have that take of 1 Corinthians 13 that, you know, because, um, you know, the full canon of Scripture uh, is given there. And, of course, uh, what they say is, um, but um, for when it, that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. And right. there's they think that it's the miraculous gifts. I believe it's it's talking about, um the, the whole context, first of all, Annette is talking about when we go to heaven um Correct. because yes. he 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 goes on to say that, but no, I believe in the validity of the gifts, I believe that they are for today and um right. but there are there are those who say no they 're not for today. I think i don 't agree with them, first Corinthians chapter thirteen. But what I was explaining that a lot of people like to dismiss, particularly the issue comes with tongues, is because of bad experience or because they've been manipulated into trying to speak in tongues. And the Lord is the one, as 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11 tells us, that distributing to each one individually as he wills. The gifts of the Spirit, as well as Hebrews chapter 2, tells us you can't hype it, you can't manipulate it, you can't you know, strain and strive and struggle to get it. And I unfortunately, that has happened to people. And then they're frustrated and they say, forget it. This isn't, you know, for me or um, I'm less than, you know, a spiritual Christian. There's also bad teaching. You mentioned, Justin, that there are those who believe that you're not really saved unless, you know, um, you um, have the gift of tongues. That that is a prerequisite for salvation, and we know that's not true. Um, the Bible doesn't talk about that,
3: right? Yeah. Oh, and I'm sorry um, if I might have resumed or interrupted. Um, no, you're good. Uh, yeah, we so, cleared um, up, <laughs> and I'm glad that you know that we can agree on that. I'm glad that that's um, that's being taught and really <laughs> that's good because I think you know my heart and calling today is. Um, that I see in the Church today, in cessationist uh, churches, that there's just such a lack of power, and I really do believe, like I right. said, that, of course, we can't demand God give us these gifts, and I think God makes it clear through Paul um, that, you know, like you mentioned, that the Holy Spirit gives the gifts as He wills. Um, and not everyone, he even blatantly says in First Corinthians that not everyone has tongues. And you don't have to have tongues or these miraculous manifestations of the Spirit to be saved. Right? Um, Salvation is by grace through faith alone. Um, But I think that it's it's just really sad, you know, um, that Mm -hmm. because of a lack of faith or because of um, an unfortunate uh, misinterpretation of the text, we can have such a lack of power that is just so readily available to us by His goodness. Um, right,:
4: And it goes back Justin to I think that a lot of Christians can be kind of scared of it, or they hold it out at arm's length. Whatever God wants to give to us, whatever gifts, we don't need to be afraid of it. And yeah. I know that there are Calvaries here along Colorado that have those believers' meetings, mm-hmm. you know, small groups that get together, or you know a, a particular uh, portion of the service is set aside uh, for that um, to where the gifts can be exercised. And yeah. they're a very refreshing time when it's done decently and in order and it's not chaos and it's very it's very natural thing. Um it's a very peaceful and calm thing. It's you know, not mm-hmm. all the hype and and everything else. And it's it's just a wonderful thing to be able to be a part of.
3: Praise God. Yeah, that's so true. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Thank thanks you so for much Jeff, for... Thanks for talking with me.
4: You bet, Justin. Appreciate you calling in. All right. Take hey, care. Buddy keep keep studying all right
3: praise jesus yeah i will <laughs>
4: all right all right justin god bless you god bless you 3036903000 we do have open lines and a good discussion on on the gifts of the spirit and there can be a lot of a lot of confusion on that when there really shouldn't be you know it's interesting that the lord um in his word says that uh, that I don't, you know, I don't want you to be ignorant concerning certain things. One of them is the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, when he says that, um, I don't want you to be um, ignorant concerning these things um, in chapter twelve of First Corinthians, verse one. And then, um, so um, we need to be well informed and know that uh, the gifts of the Spirit for us uh, for today. Let's go to Keith and Greeley. Hey, Pastor Jeff, how Keith? you doing? Good. How are you, Keith?
3: Oh, pretty good. Hey, good. I had a question for you, um, and I don't know if the Bible says specifically, but the two witnesses and the during the Tribulation, does the Bible specifically say, like, they will be born on this earth, or are they just going to appear at that time, like, as men, you, if that makes
4: sense? You know, that's, that's a good question, because a lot of the studies that I've heard on it, and you're speaking of Revelation chapter 11, and I'm going to yep. read it for the sake of our... Um, listeners that are listening in today. But the two witnesses, it, it's interesting that uh, as it talks about them, it's it's talked about, first of all, in Zechariah chapter 4, right? Um, okay. When that vision that Zechariah is given. And then uh, in chapter 11, when we see them in the tribulation period, it gives the power to the two witnesses that they will prophesy 1,260 days clothed in sackcloth's. And these are the two olive trees in the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. That's again a reference to uh, Zechariah chapter 4. And, and then their ministry is this if anyone um, wants to harm them, fire proceeds out of their mouth, devours their enemies. And if anyone wants to harm them, they must be killed in this manner. They have the power to shut up heaven so that no rain falls um, in the days of their prophecy and they have the power over the waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. Now, here's the thought on that. Um, the thought is probably, as you've heard, Keith, that the two witnesses are most likely Elijah and Moses. Right. And they were the ones seen on the Mount of Transfiguration uh, with Jesus in the Gospel, in the Synoptic Gospels, talking about Jesus' death. Uh, Also, we know that Moses is the one that has the ministry that turned uh, water into blood. Uh, And it's interesting, too, in the book of Jude, it says that Satan and Michael the archangel were contending over the body of Moses, right? Right. So you wonder, what was that all about? Well,
3: yeah, if it's being protected for a certain time
4: for this time here that's being spoken of. Right. Um, the other one is Elijah, and of course Elijah um, being raptured. And so there's all kinds of thoughts on that. Some say uh-huh. that maybe it's Elijah and um, uh, Enoch in the right. book of but Genesis he yeah. because he didn't die. But I don't know if I hold to that so much because, right. uh, Keith, you know, there's going to be a whole generation that's going to be raptured and not die. Right. But the Bible, but the Bible doesn't say that it is Moses and Elijah? Could it be somebody that has the ministry and the power and spirit of Moses and Elijah? We do know that Malachi tells us that Elijah will you know return before the dreadful day of the Lord, so right. that's why the thought is that it is going to be Elijah that's going to come back and then it's going to be Moses so that 's the take that uh, that I have, and that's why they were asking about John, are you Elijah, you know or uh, right. because of that that last verse in the Old Testament that's given to us, so uh, that's my thoughts, which is interesting if um, here's another thought, Keith, that if we are as close to um, the you know the rapture of the church in that right. period of the tribulation period could they be here already? They, could they be here already i don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I don't think so, but it's interesting to think about these things and the two witnesses there in Jerusalem. So uh, yeah. that's the best I can do with that.
3: No, yeah, I've just kind of wondered about that, whether or not... I mean, and during that time, too, the main focus will be the Jewish people again, right?
4: Yeah, and we so really get would, that...
3: would also lead credence to them, to God sending Moses again, because he was a very revered prophet to the Jewish people.
4: Yeah, well, the Old Testament, the Law, and the Prophets. Moses represented the Law. Uh, Elijah represented the Prophets. So I, I think that you know it's Moses and Elijah that comes back in in that ministry of the two witnesses that are there. Um, so um, because Elijah is going to come, you know, back before the dreadful day of the Lord. And that is the time of the day of the Lord. Uh, You know, Keith, remember that the day of the Lord, and this is where a lot of people need to get it straight in end time prophecy, because one of the reasons why people, you know, believe in some of the things that are taught, like Revelation chapter 12 being fulfilled, that happens right after chapter 11, the period that we're talking about. We're not in the day of the Lord. So when somebody comes along, and this is for the sake of our listeners, that You know, Revelation twelve is going to be fulfilled, or you know the the you know the moon and the stars are going to be darkened. They quote from Joel chapter two. They're talking about a a specific period of time that we are not in. So be careful that you take those verses in context of what they're talking about.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. Sound good, Keith? Yeah, sounds great. Thank you.
4: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, the two witnesses and and, um, you know, their ministry, and um, what's going to happen with the two witnesses. So, um, tribulation period, I believe they are going to be Jewish, uh, because you mentioned, Keith, something that's also important, that there is going to be focus, once again, on the nation of Israel. And we get that from Daniel chapter 9. Is there still one more week that God has, you know, told Daniel that for your people and for your holy city, Daniel, this is part of your history and uh right. so he, god's god's going to be drawing them to himself during that time all right?
3: right right all right thanks a lot
4: thanks keith appreciate you calling have See a you. blessed evening you too all right, right. all right bye bye all right 303-690-3000 we got open lines give me a call we got plenty of time to get you on the air here on the show i want to give you that text line again Uh, If you want to text in a question or a prayer request, 720-336-0897 is the text line. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs. We just got done with Keith. Let's go to Sarah in Greeley. Hi, Sarah. Hi,
2: Pastor. How are you doing?
4: I'm good. It's so good to hear from people from my hometown.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I have a question for you today. Um, You bet. So... You know, lately I've been studying about, you know, the beginnings of, like, the things, you know, yoga, um, Pilates, um, you know, just the beginning of everything, basically. And, you know, there's some things that are, I guess would say, doctrines of demons, you know. But anyways, like, there's, in life... There's so many things that we do, um, we have in our house, just things. And everything is, like, polluted with things of the, de- you know, like, doctrines of the demons, you know. Uh, things that they come from beginnings that were not okay, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if that makes sense, but my thing is, how do we live a life? That is pleasing to the Lord, holy to the Lord. As you see in, like, um, the Old Testament, God wanted the people of Israel to be separated from certain people, and He wanted those people killed off for a reason. So we don't, you know, pollute ourselves with their beliefs and their things, you know? And I'm just wondering, nowadays, we don't even know half the things that are going on.
4: Right. There's there's a couple things that I'm thinking about, Sarah, as you're talking, and one is that we are called to holiness, and Peter in his epistle, um, he is writing that. He says in chapter 1, verse 16 of 1 Peter, um, because it is written, be holy, for I am holy, and he's talking about living before God and to gird up your loins of your mind, be sober, rest your hope fully upon the grace that is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. He goes on and says, be obedient children. So God has called us to holiness. And there are things that we can bring into our lives that really affect our minds. I think that really is the battle is. And you said there are certain things in our homes, perhaps. It may be music. It may be um, computers. It may be TV. Um, whatever things that we're setting our eyes on, whatever we're allowing in our homes. And I think it's really important, um, Sarah, and I'm getting a little bit of, of a noise, Sarah, uh, a clicking noise um, that, that I, I'm getting here. So if I seem a little distracted, it's cause um, I'm trying to follow along, but mm-hmm. Sarah, one of the things is, is that um, our homes are to be a sanctuary. And, um, to protect our homes, and that reminds me of what Paul writes some of his last words when he was writing to Timothy, and he says to Timothy that in the last days is going to be perilous times, it's going to be very dangerous times, it's going to be very difficult times, um, and he describes what mankind is going to be like: lovers of money, lovers of themselves, disobedient um, to parents, unthankful, unholy unloving, unforgiving, slanderers. And he goes on and he says in verse 6, For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. Now, he's not picking on women. Usually at that time mm-hmm. it was the women that were at home. But it's so easy for that um deception to come into our homes, and that's why we need to protect our homes. And God does desire for us to have holiness, and He does desire for us to walk in obedience to Him and to renew our minds, to wash our minds with the water of the Word, uh, be saturated with the Word of God. And those things that that stumble us, those things that um, cause us to carnal out or to... Um, you know, into sin, we need to get rid of those things. And so um, it's all around us. It's very hard, like you're saying, Sarah, today. It's all around us, and that's why we need to keep our eyes on Jesus and keep mm-hmm. our, our minds in, on the Word of God and be washed with the Word of God. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes at the end of the day, all the dust and dirt of the world is, I feel like, yuck um, mm-hmm. that you hear and you see. And so it's important for us um, to, to do that. I don't know if that's kind of what you were getting at.
2: Yeah. It's just I heard a comment the other day that, um, you know, one of my colleagues, they, um, they were saying that the origin origins, like where they began, the diet, because, you know, I like to take care of my, you know, of my body and stuff like that, but they say that those things can be bad you know and i don't know if it's just i don't know you know here's the I, I,
4: here's the thing jesus you know the religious leaders and we're going to go to a break here sarah but i want you to hang uh-huh. on because okay. um cuz paul did write about that um and the religious leaders came to him and said you know why you know why don't you wash like we do uh, why don't you you know fast like we do well, there's an answer Jesus gave. So, Sarah, when you hang on, I think this will help okay. you. And we're going to be mm-hmm. right back after the break. We'll be back to Calvary Live as soon as we're done um, with our break. Stay tuned.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
4: Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. This is Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you today on today's program, ready to take your questions and prayer requests. The number to call is 303-690-3000. And I'm looking forward to having you call in and you can text in a question or a prayer request. It's the text line, 720 336 0897. But I want to go back to Sarah. Sarah, are you still with us? Yes. Sarah, what I think, as we were talking before the break, you're talking about that eating foods that are not good and they're evil. Um, one of the things that you might want to mark, Matthew chapter 15, uh, verse 11. Uh, again, it was the uh, religious leaders that uh, were saying, you know, why don't you uh, and your disciples keep the traditions of the elders and don't wash your hands? And um, Jesus would answer them, and, and as he Talked to the multitudes, he talked to his disciples, and he said, "It's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth that defiles a man." So Jesus was saying, "Listen, it isn't you know the foods that you take in that defile you; it's what comes out." Because he goes on to say that um, the you know the the things of the heart um, or what comes out of your mouth uh, is something that uh, uh, tells. Uh, what you know proceeds from um, the heart, and it's mm-hmm. a heart issue is what it is. Uh, but those things which proceed from the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. That's what defiles you. And then Paul would write uh, in his epistle, as he was writing to Timothy in First Timothy, I just had it, but I just lost it, that he would write to um, that—and let me read it to you, because it kind of goes along what you were saying— Um, that in 1 Timothy chapter 4, that now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth." You eat, you receive the foods with thanksgiving. Now, you mentioned that we're to take care of our bodies. We should eat healthy, Um, especially as I get older. I'm more sensitive about that. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, my body is the temple of God. I want to keep ministering for as long as I can. I want to take care of myself. I need to take care of myself, but all foods that are to be received with thanksgiving. And if somebody comes to me and says, listen, you can't have that sausage McMuffin you know that i love to get because yeah. it's evil well the reason i may not get it is because i got to be careful you know i i want to take care of my body but i still love to have it once in a while and uh, you know it isn't what i eat that defiles me it's what comes out of my mouth because it shows the abundance of the heart is what jesus is saying and so you receive those foods with Thanksgiving. Um, there are people that have strict dietary you, know, uh, you know, um, guidelines for them. There are some that uh, believe in eating more healthy. There's a lot of things in our food that probably aren't healthy, but it doesn't make us evil. We just need to be wise and discerning in our diets and uh, what it is that we uh, take in. Does that make sense or help?
2: Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, rejecting basically like, oh, I can't have that because that would would that fall in would that fall in the category of?
4: Well, you you reject it for health reasons, you know, because you know I want to take care of myself. These things aren't good, and um, and that is taking care of yourself, and that is the responsibility that we have. Um, But it doesn't make you evil. What you bring in. And that's what Jesus was saying. Listen, he says, it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth. That's what defiles a man, is what he says. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications. These are the things that defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man or what it is that we do eat. Listen, we've been told that we um, are to eat uh, with thanksgiving, what it is that uh, it is that we've received, and you do that with thanksgiving. But it also means we can be wise, and um, we are to be discerning, and um, it's a good thing to do that.
2: Okay. Well, thank you so much. It just it did bring clarity. Just, I was you, battling with that. And
4: yeah, I don't know. You know. Yeah, and here's the thing. Um, it isn't what we eat that makes us holy you know we are holy because of our faith in Jesus Christ and it isn't our own holiness you know it's he imputes righteousness he declares us to be holy and we are to live after him and you know we're three parts body soul and spirit so take care of yourself take care of yourself spiritually take care of yourself physically um, take care of yourself you know mentally uh, that's part of the soul, our emotions. And and in everything, we are to please God. And what God has put on your heart, if you can't eat something, can't do it in faith, then don't eat it. And um, But know this, that it's because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And Sarah, that's one of the things we kind of touched on on um, Sunday in Hebrews chapter 4, that he wants us to enter into that rest, that the work is done, that he completed it on Calvary's cross. He died for our sins. He rose again, and now we can rest in that. And I belong to you, Lord, and you love me, and I want to please you with my life in every area of my life, and he's going to put certain convictions on you that he doesn't put on me about maybe diet or other things. And um, so, you know, just just be sensitive to the leading of the Lord and uh, know that he loves you and uh, he desires it's a heart issue with us that what comes out ends up defiling us, um, not what we put in. What we put in, receive it with thanksgiving, but if you can't eat something in faith, then don't eat it, all right?
2: All right. Thank you so Kay. much, Pastor. I was wondering if you could just pray for me, you know?
4: Absolutely, Sarah. Father, I pray for my sister. She's desiring to please you, and and here's an area where she needs clarity most of all from you, and in peace, and that she would know that it's not what we take in that defiles us. We receive food with thanksgiving, but, but Lord, for her to be wise and discerning, you know, in in what she eats, and and um, and in our liberty, if we can't do something in faith, as the Book of Romans says, then that she would just have peace and stay in a way, uh, Lord, not to condemn herself or let anybody else condemn her. Um, but, Lord, uh, that you would lead her in every way. Give her a peace that passes understanding. Give her comfort. Reaffirm your love to her, that that uh, you love her so much and you desire to do that work in her in every way and that she would enjoy you and walking with you in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen.
2: Thank you so much, Pastor. Yes. You have a good afternoon. You
4: bet. You too, Sarah. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, let's go to Peggy in Philadelphia. Peggy? Peggy? No,
5: this is Michael.
4: Michael, how are you?
5: Uh, good, Pastor. How are you doing, sir?
4: I'm doing good. What can we do for you?
5: Well, actually, I'm, call- I'm calling from Denver. I don't know what Peggy went. <laughs>
4: How you doing, Michael? Michael from Denver. Well,
5: I, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit concerned about, about, about something. And uh-huh. um, I thought I knew the answer, but I, the more, it seems the longer I go thinking I know something, I come to realize I know so much less, you know, <laughs> but uh, it's
4: a life lesson.
5: Life lesson. Thank you. Um, it's a, it's a hard question, though, to put the phrase, to put, put together, but it has to deal with God's grace and, and him and he, and, and he is our sufficiency. Um, I'm retired. I've got, I've got a disability and I have to do a little lot of things to make the extra money I need after pay my bills out of my monthly check and stuff.
4: Uh-huh.
5: And my Christian walk is is all that great. It's not the best, and I know I don't. I know I don't do the things that I need to be doing. I don't function in the, in the first love, in the first love that the Bible talks about, hundred percent. But when I when I do this thing, it's like I don't know if it's my impatience and just not lack of spending enough time doing it, or if if I'm Or if my something in what what, how I conduct myself in my Christian walk is interfering with me doing what I'm doing. I sell a little newspaper paper called the Denver Voice, the homeless newspaper. Uh I buy it from the from the, the folks and I sell it, and it just spotlights the homeless problem here in Denver. But it seems like I'm not having any luck doing it, and maybe it's my lack of patience or or whatever, but. That's why I just want to know is, is God being our sufficiency and meeting our needs and taking care of us and stuff. If I'm not, if is there any chance that I'm doing something there that is? That
4: well, here, is what I'm not doing
5: that that is, could be interfering with. Uh, yeah, him?
4: and here's the thing, Michael. Sometimes we need that help. We need a. Help that God's provided for us, and you know it's like, why am I at this job? Why do you have me placed here? You know those kinds of things that we can struggle with and and I love with again i've already made reference to Hebrews chapter four that we do have a compassionate high priest because you're talking about this grace, living in the grace of uh, the lord and um and what the writer of Hebrews does at the end of chapter 4 is that he is summing everything up about this rest that we're to enter into and he says seeing that we have a great high priest who's passed through the heavens jesus the son of god let us hold fast our confession and for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin And then he says this, Michael, he says, "...let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need." And so here's the thing that's wonderful about us Christians, um, is that we hold the confession of Jesus Christ, who is our great high priest, who is our compassionate high priest, he is called, He is our sympathetic high priest, as we see here, who sympathizes with our weaknesses because we all have weaknesses. And let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace and help in time of need. So, Michael, the best answer I have is in this struggle here um, because we can focus so much on our weaknesses and inadequacies, and I fall so short um, on what I could be and what I should be. But what we're to do is go to him and, and to find grace and mercy. And I'm finding out in my own life that I need his mercy and I need his grace every single day to help me to live the way that you want me to, Lord, to, to do the work that you've called me to do. Um, every day, Lord, I need you and I need help. And some days I need more help than others. But it's just going to him, and I'm so thankful that we can do that. And I want to encourage you, Michael, to go to him, to go to him in this time um, and ask him, Lord, I need that motivation. I need, um, I, I help me to be thankful, and, um, and Lord, to, to minister to my heart. And he's there because he's sympathetic, he's compassionate, he loves you, and uh, he desires for us to go to him to help. And that's a wonderful thing to be able to do. That so, does that help you out, Michael?
5: Well, Pastor, it does. But at the same time, as I think about these things about God's benevolent and and boundless grace and mercy,
4: are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here.
5: Okay. As I as I think about those things and God's promises that He has His faithfulness to His promises. I also hear in, inside my head, like you might be doing something wrong in the Christian walk, so God's not going to bless your efforts and what you're trying to do, you know, and what you, which, and, and you're trying to be responsible and accountable for for meeting a need that you that you have some control over. So it's like I'm hearing, like I know God's word says He's faithful to His word. And that he and 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 that he he needs either sufficiently. So I want to take him as word that, but then I hear that little yeah in the back of my head says, "Hey, you might be doing something wrong in your walk.
4: Well, you, know, you need and, to think about this." And and here's the thing that he desires to show us. So you keep praying in sincerity of heart. He's going to show us because he desires to show us to bring that correction that conviction that he has and listen michael it's always to draw you to him it's not to push you away so so let me pray with you and and remember this you go to the throne of grace in time of need to find grace and mercy so lord i just pray for michael i just pray that he's just having a hard time right now and um i just pray that you would speak to his heart Uh, if there's any correction if there's anything there that is needed uh, for him, that he would hear your voice, that he would uh, see it in your word, that you would encourage him, that you would reaffirm your love to him, and right now we bring him to you to the throne of grace um, to for grace and mercy in time of need, and he needs that right now. I just pray you work in his life, I pray that you would encourage him and Lord um, for all of us that i 'm so thankful that we have a sympathetic, compassionate high priest that desires to work in our lives so do that work in Michael and we pray this in Jesus name amen so god bless Morning. you Michael
5: pastor you there
4: uh huh yep yeah, i'm here
5: i have a, i have a situation coming up at the end of the month where i have to go to a hearing at the dmv a telephone hearing at the dmv uh-huh. and also i've got a i've got a bill to pay at the end of the month, a couple of bills to pay at the end of the month that are, cut, are going to be due, and I'm not going to make it to the end of the month. And I would appreciate some prayer for my financial situation. You
4: bet, absolutely. That, that's so, why
5: I'm doing That's why I'm doing this newspaper deal. Right. Selling these newspapers, and then I've got to, then I've got to face the end of the month. I got to go to do a phone a phone hearing with the DMV here in Colorado. At the end of at the end of the month too, and I yeah. and I don't I'm not looking forward to what's going to happen there either. So I'd appreciate some prayer for that
4: too. Yeah, absolutely, Father. And we do pray for Michael in his financial situation. You promise to supply all of our needs, and Lord, we can go to you. And Lord, I pray that you provide that you would guide him, that you would work um, in his situation. You know exactly what it is um as the end of the month will be coming up in a couple weeks and i pray that you work mightily in jesus name amen all right michael amen. i'm be praying Girl, for you brother thank you pastor you bet okay let's go to peggy peggy's been waiting peggy in philadelphia peggy
1: hi, hi can you hear thank- me
4: okay i sure can peggy thanks for your patience and for holding
1: I I hung up on you earlier by accident, so you're on speaker. Sorry about that.
4: No, you're good. I'm glad you called back.
1: Um, I'm just calling. Uh, I'll be quick, too, because I know other people have to call in. But, um, you know, just first, thank you. I uh, get off the train every day uh, from work, and um, I listen to this, and it's just so good to hear the prayers. And, you know, it's very good. But... um, I go to a real good church in Philadelphia, uh, and, um, but, uh, you know, I just thought I'd call him. My sister is very ill, and uh, she's not born again. And, you know, it's like escalating. She's in severe pain, and um, I just thought if the call could go out and all the saints, you know, who's ever listening, it would just be such a greater number than just Church, which is a lot of people too, and I thank all them. But uh, if the prayers could go out, she's in bad shape and she's not saved. And I, more than anything, we want to see her going to heaven. Yes. You know?
4: Yes. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And and we're all going to join in right now, Peggy. And that's why I encourage people to call. There's power in prayer. And so, Father, I pray for Peggy, for her sister. Uh, who's very ill. She's not a believer, and I can tell that Peggy loves her sister. She's concerned for her. We pray that during this time that she would have her eyes opened up and her heart softened to the gospel, that uh, as Peggy or um, others are able to minister to her, that she would be receptive to the gospel, that life ends here, and then there is a judgment. And that Lord, that she would come to repentance and to Jesus Christ uh, at this time. I pray that um, that you would just uh, do that work in her and drawing her to yourself. I pray that uh, you minister to her. We also pray that she gets stronger, she get better. We pray for healing, but more than anything, you heal her soul, or spirit, and um, even as um, Jesus were healed by His stripes. That is that that eternal, um, you know, rewards and eternal, um, eternity with you is promised to us who come to the cross of Jesus Christ. Believe in him and knowing that our sins are forgiven, uh, as Jesus died for our sins and rose again. I pray that Peggy's sister would come to know that. So Lord, do an incredible work of regeneration, but healing her body as well. And we pray this in Jesus name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thanks, too. I just wanted to tell you one more thing that, um, sure. you know, I've been saved a long time, and, uh, you know, the last year or two, so it was just, I couldn't even believe it, you know, it was just the deepest, uh, you know, just struggle in my heart, and uh, I really found that series, you know, the Lord used a lot of things to help me out of that um, time, and uh, but that help for the hurting series, you have out yeah. uh, has been really, really helpful, and yeah, I'm, I'm just very thankful for that. So good. anyway, thanks good. so much. and looking forward to calling you back with a good report Without whatever God's going to yes. do. With your...
4: Yes, and I was just going to say, Peggy, call us back, let us know how it's going, and we're going to continue to pray.
1: Yeah, really appreciate it. Thanks so much. God bless you guys.
4: God bless you. Continue to pray for Peggy's sister in Philadelphia. We also got a message. I had a call from Dan from Philadelphia. It's good that you guys are listening on Hope FM in the Philadelphia area. And what a blessing it is to have you guys on the program. And um, those of you who uh, listen to Hope FM, uh, I know that uh, there's a wonderful Calvary there, Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia. Joe Foch, um, just incredible the work that God has done there. Uh, but he wanted to give thanks for our conversation last week uh, because they are on a week delay and they're hearing it today um, about how we were praying for those deputies uh, that have lost their lives in the line of duty over the last week. And he wanted to say thank you and um, the support. And, of course, um, it's a it's a privilege to be able to pray uh, for our law enforcement. I would encourage all of you uh, particularly in Colorado, continue to pray for those families that have been affected and those agencies uh, by the death of the deputies and those who have been injured over the last six, seven weeks here in Colorado. But, you know, across the country we're seeing that. Um, we saw a couple officers, as we learned um, a few days ago in Ohio, that lost their lives in the line of duty, and we want to continue um, to um, be uh, um, lifting them up in prayer and um, because they are for our good and uh, they need our support and um, we want to continue to do that. So, hey, we got a little bit of time left on the show, a few minutes left, and uh, if we got to, can slip in a quick call, you can give me a call at 303-690-3000. We've had a great show. We've been busy um, with the calls, but I do want to go to the text messages. Uh, one message was uh, asked, if the rapture happens before the tribulation period, can people be saved after that during the tribulation? And the question, the answer is yes. I do believe that the rapture is going to take place before that final seven-year period that is called the tribulation period. Uh, it's called more formally Daniel's seventieth week. And during that time, we see from Revelation chapter seven that there is the hundred forty-four thousand. Uh, witnesses that will go out, um, uh, sealed by God, the 144,000 that will be evangelists, and we see a large multitude that are believers in chapter 7 of the book of Revelation. We also have the two witnesses that we talked about on the program that will be ministering um, during that time, and then also an angel in Revelation chapter 14 that will go throughout the whole world that will be preaching the gospel. So there are those that are going to be saved during the tribulation period. They are called tribulation saints, but we also know that during that time that they're going to be heavily persecuted by the Antichrist, that the Antichrist is going to kill many of them, as well as he's going to persecute the Jews. So many of them are going to be martyred. We see that in the book of Revelation. And any of them that make it through the tribulation period will then enter into the millennium reign of Jesus Christ when he comes back. So uh, one of the things that I always tell people, because sometimes when we talk about in times, and maybe you have this conversation, and I want it to be an encouragement and help to you, um, that, um, that as we do that, um, that... Um, you know, uh, talk to them and they say, well, uh, maybe I'll wait and see if the rapture really happens and uh, if the tribulation period really happens. Listen, um, you you don't want to wait, first of all, because tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. But second of all, the tribulation period is going to be a very difficult time, very difficult time for, uh, for those believers, and they're going to be heavily persecuted. Um, so, Let's take a real quick call, Carol in Greeley.
3: Hi there. Carol? Yes, I just I'm got a,
4: yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, Carol. I just yes. got a couple minutes, so two minutes left. You can ask a question, and then I'll give you a quick answer.
1: Okay. I just read an article about a church, and it, the pastor of the church was a female. The pastor is transgender and is now a male. So the church is celebrating that this person is now who, the person perceives himself or herself to be, and they change the the pastor changed her name to Peter, and uh-huh. it's just how do we as Christians even respond to this, especially when other Christians are celebrating
3: this?
4: Yeah, and it's and it's unfortunate. There are churches out there, Carol, that call themselves the progressive church, and. um they they believe in celebrating um, any kind of immorality, uh, homosexuality, transgender, and all of this. When we know specifically what the Bible has to say, if you read their statement of faith, in that they will say, "Well, we believe that you know the Bible is is something that we can learn from, but we do not take the Bible literally, and it's open to interpretation." That's why they do that, and um, that is. Whenever you get to a church that begins to say we're going to dismiss sin, immorality, um, those kinds of things, uh, when the Bible is very clear, because we don't believe we take the Bible literally, there's a problem in that. So be praying, Carol. We need to be praying in the day in which we're living in. So. Hey, wish I could spend some more time talking to you, Carol, but we're at the end of our show. Thank you for calling. Appreciate everybody calling in today in Calvary Live, and we'll see you next time. Have a great evening.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.